0: Thank you for tuning into the For What, For Who podcast. My name is Courtney Croucher, and I'm really excited to have you here. I've always been obsessed with self-development and pop culture and everything that influences how we live our lives, which is why we're here today. Because I believe that with everything you do, every decision you make, for what, for who, my intention is for this to be a resource for people who want to have better relationships, health, professional growth, balance in your lives and self-love. Subscribe to hear my journey along with special guests every Monday for a blunt approach to living life unapologetically on your terms. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. I hope you're all doing well today. I feel like I'm coming out of my slump. I feel like we're back in action and it's a really good feeling. I don't know if it's just the turning of spring or it, because it's Taurus season. I feel like I always kind of come alive again around this time of year. And I'm not sure which is the cause of it or if it's a combination, but. I feel like I'm kind of coming out of it, and back in the game, I feel like I just have more energy, more motivation, which is obviously a really great feeling, and I feel like it's going to come through in this episode and just like moving forward a little bit better, because it's been a rough go, I'm not going to lie, but I have had some really interesting conversations with people lately about just maybe reflecting on my year in Vancouver and just like the last... Kind of season of like how quickly things can shift. And especially meeting some new people, telling them my story of like being in Vancouver and like being here for eight days and then just like signing a lease and staying and like all of these things about me. They're like, holy crap, like that's crazy. And I guess because I've like told the story so many times that I feel like it kind of like lessens the. I don't know. The impact that it actually had on me as well and when I actually sit down and think about it I'm like, "Yeah, shit. Like that's that's big, right?" And a lot of things that I've done in my life that's gotten me to where I am today has really resulted in me learning to trust my gut and my intuition and really deciding like what's best for me. And it hasn't always been decisions that were let's say like rooted for by everybody else, like I really had to kind of choose my own path, and of course, I have family and friends that are very supportive of me, but like there would been there would have been a lot of excuses if I had asked too many people their opinions or their insights on something I want to pursue or a decision that I want to make so that kind of leads us to thinking about intuition and like trusting your gut, trusting your ability to make decisions. And I talk about this, I've talked about it over the course of a few episodes throughout this podcast, but obviously there's quite a few of them. So I wanted to kind of dedicate an entire episode of four ways that you can increase your ability to trust your intuition, because I think it's a really important skill to work on and to develop. Obviously, when we think of for what, for who, and we're asking ourselves, like, every decision that we make and everything that we do, like, who is it for? You know, what am I doing this for? And it requires a level of. Intuitive guidance that only you can decide because obviously the critical thinking skills and all of that's super important. But that like knowing in your gut is something that a lot of people can't describe. um, But you just, you know, that feeling, you just can't shake it. You just know in your mind, body, and soul that like something is calling to you, or whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes this thing keeps us, you know, protected from bad situations. Other times it leads us into wanting to pursue a specific dream that we know is just like maybe our next calling or our next thing that's going to just increase that level of our lives. Um sometimes it's moving locations, moving jobs, you know, entering a relationship, leaving a relationship, whatever that looks like, right? So I did a little research quickly cuz I was like what is your intuition? Like what is the definition cuz I actually like when I thought about it, I'm like I actually don't know. So a Forbes article told me that intuition is non-conscious emotional information from your brain or body. Intuition is when you make decisions devoid of an analytical reasoning and replace with emotional information or insight-based on experiences or other factors. There are two types of thinking, analytical reasoning and intuitive thinking. Most people use a combination of both as they are complementary. So I thought that was kind of interesting because I'm like, okay, yeah, nonconscious emotional information because it's typically not something where you're like seeing... These like reasons pop up in your brain that that would probably be more analytical, right? Like, okay, well, based on all of these factors, I believe X, Y, Z. That's not what your intuition is telling you. It's usually telling you to like go, stay, run, whatever, right? Like, it's it's a little bit more that feeling that you typically can't describe. And sometimes maybe this has happened to you where you don't actually know why your gut's telling you something, but you just know that that it's screaming at you about something and you're like, you can't shake it. And- you know, that's when you consciously choose to whether you're going to listen to it or not. But anytime I've trusted my intuition and my gut personally, I've never regretted it. So I really believe in this stuff. And I think it's like important to just consider when we think of our our lives and the decisions that we make. Because having that like independent level of trust with yourself is so important. Like I truly believe that the relationships we have in our lives is based on the relationship that we have with ourselves. And if you can't trust yourself, I mean, if you think of any kind of relationship, friendship, whatever that looks like with other people in your lives, if you don't trust them, it's probably not going to have a great... You know, relationship, it's not going to be very meaningful and go deep and have that ability to like go any further than surface level. So, if it's the same thing with ourselves where we don't trust ourselves, I would really urge someone to like question why that is. Is it because we've made decisions in the past that have maybe not been the best? Is it because that one time we trusted our gut and Something bad still continued to happen, maybe. You know, what does that look like? Right. And of course, we, there's a lot to like dig deep into there. But sometimes, even if we trust our gut and something happens, It's like still a lesson in some sort of way, right? Now, of course, if that's something where it's like trauma-based, that's not like what this episode's about. Um, But that can be something where you have to work with, you know, maybe someone who's trauma-informed and like a certain type of therapist or whatever to start to heal those wounds as well. Now. I want to go over kind of four main ways that can strengthen your ability to tap into your intuition, because these are four main things that have really helped me. And I find that lately, because I've been tapping into it more and more, the shit that I like know is just kind of freaky. And like, I kind of joke sometimes that I have like witchy intuition because I can typically predict something before it happens in a, not like a Raven Simone, like vision type of way, but like a deep knowing, like I get a gut feeling about something and I just like have to seek it out. Um, and, and that's, it's funny because when I say seek it out, it's usually because I'm like, am I right about that? And then I have to like, kind of do that analytical digging to be like, am I correct about this gut feeling? And that's where it can be kind of hard, especially when it involves other people. Because let's say like, for example, let's just go super like a random example. You meet someone at a party and your friend loves this person and your friend is just you know really excited for you to meet them. And then you meet this, this acquaintance and the acquaintance you don't love. There's something about them that you just don't trust. You're like, oh, I, I get a really bad feeling from this person. That's where it's like, well, do I tell my friend that I got a bad feeling about this person or do I keep it to myself? Because when you do that, sometimes you can then you know, look like someone who's maybe starting drama or like wanting to create conflict or maybe you look jealous or whatever, right? I'm just throwing out random examples that you've probably seen in some sort of TV show or movie or have experienced yourself. That's when it gets a little bit tricky because you're like, do I voice my gut or do I just let them figure it out on their own? And that's where you kind of have to, you know, decide kind of what you're wanting from the situation, what the intention is, how well you know your friend, how well, like, what was it that kind of, like, if you just reflect on the interaction between the acquaintance, what happened there, like, what gave you that bad feeling? I think that's important to kind of. Just dig into a little bit before you like voice something to another person. But that intuition, either way, can impact us and the people around us. So being really intentional of how we use this, I think, is really important as well. But let's kind of talk about the four ways to kind of tap into it further, because I know for me, like my gut is my is my direction tool. Like it is my guiding force. It's my iPhone maps. You know, it's the thing that has helped me so much in my life. And honestly, the way that I've consciously ignored it for many years was because I was feeling, you know a low sense of self-esteem, I had low confidence and things like that. And being able to work on all of these things has not only increased the confidence, but increased that trust with myself and increased the capacity that I have for chasing dreams and doing bigger things in my life. Because even if I don't know what I'm doing, I know and trust that I have the ability to figure it out. So number one, the way that I have... Significantly helped the ability to tune into my intuition is meditation. I feel like I come back to this many episodes, and it's really interesting because if you listen to like you know the top one hundred self help podcasts, books, any of that, right? A lot of people talking about either meditation slash having time to sit still, and whatever that looks like for you. There's various time uh, types of like meditation and it's definitely not for everyone in terms of like what's important to you like you know i think that some people if you're just like naturally a fairly calm person you feel pretty like low cortisol and stuff like that maybe meditation isn't something that you like desperately need maybe there's other things that you're craving but if you're listening to this episode, I'm going to assume that you're probably wanting to learn more about your intuition and tap into it a little bit further. And for me, as someone who's high energy, high cortisol, high anxiety that comes with that oftentimes as well, meditation has been such a major tool for me to not only like calm my brain and nervous system, but tap into why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and just providing that space and time to literally just sit with my own thoughts. Now, a big misconception when it comes to meditation is that you're just going to like not think for whatever, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And that's not true. Your brain is going to be still on. like Those thoughts are going to still be coming in probably hot and heavy, but Having the ability to more sit back and just reflect on the thoughts that are kind of passing by, rather than attaching ourselves so so intensely to each thought, I think is the most powerful part. And I know for me, like sometimes I'll and, and it's not every time I meditate, but like oftentimes I will sit through meditations, and you know you, you do it, but maybe you don't get that same clarity. But then there'll be that one time out of 10 where I'm like, holy shit, that's it. Or it'll be like after a meditation where I'm like making a smoothie and it comes to me of whether it's a solution or an answer or an idea, whatever it is. And it's just like a light bulb moment. Those are my favorite moments to have. Oh my gosh. And it's because you've given yourself space to sit still with your thoughts and just feel and just breathe. You know, breath is something that we often forget about. Um, if you read any like insights on this or listen to any podcasts like we as humans don't typically breathe properly anymore. If you look at a baby and see how their bellies move with their breath, it's so different than how adults breathe because Especially for women, we're typically trying to, like, you know, tuck in our stomachs and suck it in and be all tight and tiny, right? Um, dealing with unrealistic beauty standards. And then also just having that, like, high anxiety. You know, you're sitting at your desk and your shoulders are up to your ears and you're like have that breath in, right? You feel that, like, kind of like, oh my God. And when we do that, we're in like fight or flight mode. And so, Meditation is definitely different than breath work, I believe, but um, I think that meditation, when you're focusing on just sitting still and maybe you're doing like a guided meditation, those are my personal preference because I f- haven't quite like mastered any type of form of meditation. I'm just really trying to keep it consistent as a practice in my life. But the intuitive ones typically, or so the guided ones typically tell you to breathe deep and give you cues on those breathing techniques to ensure that you're obviously deep breathing and that you're connecting with yourself and your body. I find that that's like number one, one of the single-handedly like best tools that I've implemented in my life for so many reasons. Um, And there's one thing that I meant to mention before, but that's okay. When your nervous system is all out of whack, I find that it's a lot harder to tune into your intuition because like, your body and your mind are kind of like in fight or flight, right? And I didn't even personally know that my nervous system was fucked up until I started going to acupuncture around Halloween of last year. And I just like realized that there were so many things that was that my body was experiencing that I didn't even like, I wasn't even aware of. And I'd love to do an actual episode on this because healing your nervous system is something that like really has t- started to lead me down like a certain path of how I take care of myself now and like stopping drinking and all kinds of things. But Really crazy journey for me, but a book that I really loved was called How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPetra Lep- Petra or something. She's the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Loved that book. I found that that was a super helpful one for me, and I found that like a lot of this work is in is tapping into your mind and your soul and your body, and so to be able be able to do that, your nervous system has to kind of be at a regulated state. And if it's not, then that's something we kind of have to work on as well, because I feel like oftentimes you can't, you don't, you almost like, don't feel like you're in a space to trust your intuition when you're like in such a high alert, like fight or flight mode, if that makes sense. And that's not something like, I'm not an expert in any of this stuff, but that's at least in my own experience and learnings that has really like led me onto a specific path. So I would love to do more of an episode on that, but Leading into my second tip is ridding numbing habits in your in your regular day to day. So what does this look like? Um, biggest thing for me was stopping drinking. I find that my relationship with myself and my ability to trust my gut and my intuition and my intuition just being a lot louder has been major since I've stopped drinking. And I think this is because when you're Especially drinking regularly, like I don't, I don't. It, this depends on the person. This is just my experience, okay? Because I'm not trying to be like everyone just stop drinking, but I think drinking is one of those things where it impacts you in every fucking way, and whether you're like ready to admit it or not, right? And when we think of the way that it affects us mentally and physically, emotionally, it's can be one of those things where it slows down your ability to. Think and make decisions, right? It it slows down your body. Like that's why we start to fall and get clumsy and like our ability to make decisions is a little blurry, right? Sometimes we make decisions that you wouldn't normally make when you're sober, stuff like that. And then also the next day you feel like shit, you're hungover. And so if we're doing this all the time, then like what is our normal state anymore? Like we don't even get back to our regulated state because I can't remember the exact number of days, but it takes like, I think six or seven days before we actually come down completely from alcohol and that it's out of our system. So if you're drinking, like, let's say Friday, Saturday, and then maybe once throughout the week as well, then like you're never really getting to a place where alcohol is not in your body and affecting like your mental, physical, and emotional state. And like there's no judgment attached to that. It's just like, is what it is. So if you're someone who's, Wanting to learn to be a little bit more like centered within yourself and guided by your intuition, then that may be something that you have to look at and other things, right? Like, even for me, um, I've taken a little bit of a step back from smoking as much weed as I used to because I, one, I noticed that my tolerance is way too high and it's getting a little too expensive, and two, I just realized that like some days I just sit there, maybe because I had a bad day, and I'm just like. Kind of like chain smoking my vape while I'm like watching TV. And that's like the same wanting to numb out and me not even being conscious of it, right? Sometimes it's just a little too easy, especially with that little vape pen that you just kind of sit there and da 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 da. But then like suddenly I'm, you know, maybe eating a snack really late at night because now I'm like high and have the munchies and now I'm going to bed feeling gross. And it's just like a, you know, a snowball effect. So I do find that like any numbing habits, whatever that looks like for you in your life can be something that we need to take audit of because if we're constantly trying to escape our mind and our situation, then it's going to be really hard to tap into the literal same thing that's telling you that directing force, right? To stay, to leave, to go, to do whatever. And- Sometimes we don't want to listen to it. Maybe it's something where it's a deep knowing. Maybe you're in, I don't know, a toxic relationship and you keep numbing because you don't want to face the reality that you should be leaving this relationship. That, you know, intuitively you know that you've got to get out, that you deserve better, but something keeps you staying. And then you keep numbing out from that feeling, right? Maybe that speaks to a lot of you. Um, so just taking an audit of that. And obviously, like, it's not about how I live my life and how I think everyone else should that's it's, it's nothing like that it's like if you want to improve um, you know your nervous system your intuition all of these things then here's a couple of ways that I personally have found the greatest success and like it makes sense when we think about it right and it's just one of those things of when you know better you do better and if you're wanting better for your life but you know deep down that you keep doing these things or keep avoiding the work then like of course you're going to avoid the results that you're wanting right whatever that looks like in your life so number 3 is trusting your gut now obviously like <laughs> tapping into your intuition requires a lot of different things but even just knowing you trust it like getting really clear with yourself of like what you believe in and you know thinking of past experiences where maybe you have trusted your gut or maybe you haven't and kind of going into like why that was, what happened, how did that leave you feeling, how did that impact your life in that moment and that situation, does it still impact you today? Maybe it's recent, maybe it's not, right? Really getting kind of clear on that because when we start to see maybe patterns of like, okay, well, I did this and I did this and now these results were all bad, maybe we are unconsciously actually like not trusting ourselves. And so then we're constantly looking to other people to make decisions for us. Maybe that's when we're kind of in a state where we are not living intentionally because we're just doing what we think we should do, not really getting into any further or deeper of why that is. And there's nothing wrong with that either. A lot of people, you know, I go through phases of that even myself, right? Like, of course, I'm in the pursuit of consistently living intentionally. But sometimes when, like, life gets overwhelming and you don't know where to turn, sometimes it's just the easiest ways to kind of, like, look to everyone else. I mean, we have such a societal level of pressure, too, to, like, live a certain way, to do a certain thing to have a certain kind of sequence, right? You know, you get married or like whatever, you go to school, you get a good job, you get married, you buy the house, you get the kids, like all the things, right? Maybe you don't want to listen to that, that same trajectory, but like sometimes it's almost, well, maybe I, maybe you don't know what you actually want. So just following the heteronormative, like way of doing things that traditional values in society tells us to do, maybe that's easier. Right. So just kind of getting kind of clear on that and kind of questioning it, I think is the best part is just like wondering where you fit in with that, because really your, your life is only in your control. Everyone else's doesn't matter. It's, it's up to you and why you're feeling a certain type of way about your life and why you're wanting to improve even your intuition. And when we ask ourselves really like someone, I made a whole podcast about this back in 2020, I had someone say to me, I was telling her about this guy, and I said something about how I was so scared to fuck it up. And she said, Well, do you trust your do you trust yourself? And I I was like, what do you mean? She's like, Do you trust that you have the ability to make a decisions? And you know, do you trust your your attraction levels, like your taste? Do you feel like you're stuck in a pattern where maybe you feel like you're always constantly choosing the wrong guy? And it was such an interesting question and like kind of reframe because I'd never been asked that before. And it got me really considering like why I was feeling such a level of anxiety about a new person that I had just recently met. And it was because I was sticking to the same narrative in the past that I fuck things up with guys and that it's always my fault where in reality i was actually i was actually leading with the like hope that they would want to date me and if they didn't want to date me then it was my fault but i never asked myself in that moment like do i want to date them now this is when i was like i don't know 20 21 so i was like still pretty young and like um i hadn't done much like dating at all and i hadn't really I hadn't really given it like any focus or prioritization. So the fact that I had like less than great experiences is understandable. And like, it wasn't a huge thing for me to really reflect on, but that was actually a conversation that really started to change, like the way I looked at a lot of things and even just changed the way I looked at myself, which is just kind of crazy when like someone, like I hardly know her. Um, and she was, she posed a question that kind of changed my life for the better, moving forward. So that's, that's kind of cool. You never know like what you can learn from somebody. Um, but I would really just like kind of think about that and kind of maybe journal or just like sit on those ideas and kind of question it for yourself. Cause it's definitely something that really helped me, um, get clear on my level of trust with myself and maybe why there was a lack of and how to then start to improve it. Now, number four, last but not least, is being in tune with things and people around you. So, what do I mean by that? So like for me, the way that I look at this is really being well i actually I think that this is a two parter because to be able to be in tune with the things and people around you, I believe starts with you first, and so showing up to things and places and people in a specific state of being is going to be crucial right so i've started to implement this practice that before i go hang out with friends go out to dinner go to parties whatever i ensure that i've done a couple things so i make sure that i've always done my workouts you know for the day i've meditated and that i'm in a good headspace so maybe that requires maybe i'm in a, i'm having a really bad day and I have plans later that evening. Maybe it requires me to push it back by 30 minutes so that I'm not rushing because whatever shit happened, right? Or maybe it's prioritizing doing a meditation and, you know, l- taking 15 minutes out of my time to get ready or whatever that looks like, right? And making sure that I've done all of those things so that I then approach those situations and social events in a good headspace. Because if you're not, then you can be completely off and then therefore be off about your judgment of the things around you, right? So like if you're in a really bad mood and then someone said something to you, you could take it in a complete different light than maybe if you were in a good headspace and that person said the same thing to you. So, cause then it gives us this ability to react a little bit less emotional and more just like take it for what it is, right? Right. And I know for me like i've been I've been in situations in the past where I show up to the thing you know frazzled and just whatever, not in the good headspace, and then you're literally. Like not having the most fun that you're wanting to. And then it just feels like a chore of why you even went out in the first place. And then it's like, well, what's the point, right? And then you feel bad for being a drag on everyone else. And you really wanted to have fun. You intended to have fun, but now you're in a bad headspace and it's hard to snap out of it. Like you know, you're just talking about it, you're like, yeah, of course, that sucks. But a lot of us do it, right? A lot of us don't know how to kind of communicate the the priorities. And I've started to learn how to like set boundaries even within my own self. Like if I'm really not feeling something, I got to go. Like I can't do it. I can't force myself to try to have fun or whatever because anything that you say yes to, you say no to something else, right? So being able to really be in tune with yourself, then you can gauge the other things around you. Now, when I say in tune with the things and people around you, I like to really just like look around and be in the moment because sometimes... We're in settings, but then we're looking at our phone constantly, right? Or we're so distracted that we're like literally not living in the moment. And I think being present really helps you gauge the scenario of whatever that is. And, you know, not drinking has uh, specifically in set, like social settings has been something where it's definitely increased my ability to trust my gut more because you don't really. I like this is gonna take a little bit of a hit, but like, like you know, just go off a tangent. But like, I was um, in a public like area one time, and you have to go to like the lower level to get an Uber or a taxi. And so um, it was pretty late at night, and everyone around me was probably you know pretty drunk and whatever. And all my friends had kind of gone separate ways, and I was just waiting for my Uber by myself. Now I you know assured my friends they wanted they were going to say like we'll come down with you if you'd like but i was like no no it's okay i can you know handle it by myself so of course i'm sober and i'm just sitting there waiting for my uber and i noticed that like some of the guys that were passing me were very creepy and just kind of like looking past their shoulder kind of tried to see like if i'm really drunk like you know when you just have that like knowing of like this ooh, this is not a good situation like i really need to get the fuck out of here and then this guy who i don't know he was like kind of drunk and definitely on some sort of form of drugs um he was like screaming and losing his mind and The security guards were after him. It was like a whole, whole lot of drama and conflict. And I was just, I could just, I don't know. I got a little bit of anxiety. I was like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. So I actually went up, like, upstairs uh, to get a taxi around the corner. And the minute I got out of the situation, I just could feel better because I just, I had such a bad, like, off feeling. And I will never know if something would have actually happened to me if I had stayed in that scenario. But you know, when you just get that moment, right? And if I was now drunk and looking at my phone and not not really like looking around me. I wouldn't have been able to trust my intuition because my intuition probably would have wouldn't have turned on cuz I was so distracted, right? Now, this isn't always to be, you know, applied to like potentially dangerous situations or anything like that, but it's just an example that I thought of and it was a moment that was kind of a huge indicator for me of how much my intuition and like ability to trust my gut when I was drinking a lot was inhibited and I didn't even like realize that until kind of this specific moment. So it's kind of crazy just like how little experiences can kind of start to change our outlook on things. And that was something that definitely for me I was like, wow, like I'm glad I trusted my gut and got out of there kind of thing. And um I and now I wanna always say that like your if you are drinking and something happens or whatever, like that is not your fault. And I just wanna like always reiterate that. Um I don't think I need to explain any further, but I just want to talk about more of that intuition, right? Because obviously alcohol numbs um, and lowers the ability to think clearly and feel clearly like that. So I just want to reiterate that point because of course I'm not trying to make a statement around that in any way. and it's, That goes down to victim blaming and all that. So moving on, just don't want to you know, let people think of any wrong ideas. But yeah, those are kind of the four ways that has really helped me tap into my intuition more and has given me a lot more confidence to make bigger decisions in my life and to really be able to just trust more that it's going to be okay and that like whatever is thrown at me, I can handle. And I think that that feeling can feel really, it just gives you that sense of independence and confidence that... Sometimes we just need to hold on to when we actually don't really know what life's gonna throw us, right, but knowing we can handle it just like, okay, we're good, we got this, and the flip side is not feeling confident in ourselves and feeling super overwhelmed by what could happen and and you know not knowing if you were able to handle it and have that like severe fear around things that we haven't even experienced yet and going down that really negative spiral, right? That never feels good. And it's really hard to focus on other things that we're doing in our day to day. So being able to have this kind of bird's eyed view, I think is so crucial and has helped my life as a whole significantly and has really helped me live a little bit more, not only positively, but more confidently and intentionally as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something from this. And as always, I'm sharing my experience. This is something to just you know, reiterate what's helped me and hopefully it can help you as well. If you did find it helpful and enjoyable, I would love for you to share it on your Instagram. Tag me at the not so average betch at for what for who podcast, share it with a friend. And you can find us, um, like I said, at for what for who podcast. I say us, you know, me and my podcast, (laughs) uh, hit me a follow there. I'm going to start doing a lot more posting on Instagram. So that's actually an intention of mine for this month. So I'm going to be a lot more active there. And yeah, thank you so much for listening as always guys. Love yourself, love others and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you next Monday. Bye guys.